Welcome to AC23, the podcast and radio show for the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge. I'm your host, Dion Guillory. My producer is Jeremy Porcine. And if you missed our previous episode or just want to go deep in the vault to listen to past interviews, you can do that on Apple Podcasts. Click subscribe, and that way you'll always be in the know about everything arts in the Capital Region. And while you're there, be generous. It's the summer. Everybody's happy for the most part. Um, with the weather, you know, the heat, I, I'm a fan of the heat. So, um, but these pop-up showers, not so much, but anyway, be generous. Go ahead and give us five stars. We have a lot happening with the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, including the Baton Rouge Arts Market. That's Saturday, July 3rd from 8 a.m. until noon. It's in the parking lot of the cathedral on Main Street and 5th, and it's in conjunction with the Red Stick Farmer's Market. Also, there's Writing in Color, a creative workshop for people ages 55 and older. This free hybrid course will build creative and observational skills through writing and photography using Polaroid cameras. Over the course of five weeks, participants will build a portfolio of poems, journal entries, short essays and stories, and photos that inform their writing. Activities and assignments are accessible and will draw from everyday life experiences, All participants will receive a free camera and micro SD card, as well as writing instruments and a journal to use during classes. These hybrid sessions are held in person at the Goodwood Main Library and virtually via Zoom starting July 6th from 10 a.m. to 11.15 a.m. And for more information, you can visit us at artsbr.org slash creative dash aging. Also, something else so incredible is Art Explosion Kids Camp at the Jewel J. Newman Community Center in conjunction with the Scotlandville Heart Trail. It provides North Baton Rouge students with an extraordinary opportunity to learn about cardiovascular health through different art forms. The Art Explosion Camp is free to all students who will enroll in K in grades K through five who live in North Baton Rouge. The camp will take place from 8:30 a.m. to 3:30 p.m. July 5th through the 9th. At the Jewel J. Newman Community Center, if you don't know where that is, that's at 2013 Central Road. Space is offered on a first-come, first-served basis. Lunch and snacks will be provided, and you can register for that online at artsbr.org slash artsplosion. Also, the 2021 Louisiana Arts Summit is coming up September 20th and 21st at the brand-new Cary Saraj Community Arts Center. This two-day hybrid event offers artists, arts organizations, educators, and community members, opportunities for discussion, networking, and professional development. More details on the specifics of that to come in the next few weeks. And also mark your calendars, set a reminder in your phone, or even ask Siri or Alexa to do it for you. Celebrate with us September 30th. Impact is back to mark the grand opening of the Capital Region's most unique community art space, the Carrie Siraj Community Arts Center. Join us for an exciting evening filled with light bites, Spirits and Arts Entertainment. Now, this is happening Thursday, September 30th from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the brand new Cary Saraj Community Arts Center. It's at 233 St. Ferdinand Street in downtown Baton Rouge. And it is that weird shaped building uh, by the courthouse. It used to be the district attorney's building. So uh, come out and join us for that. All right. So let's talk about what we're here to talk about this week. June is Pride Month, Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Transgender, and Queer Pride Month. It's currently celebrated each year in the month of June to honor the 1969 Stonewall Uprising in Manhattan. The Stonewall Uprising was a tipping point for the gay liberation movement here in the United States. And joining me now to talk about Pride Month and how the arts made a huge impact on the movement are two incredible artists from right here 
in Baton Rouge. Charles Champagne. Did I get? I, I, I messed that up. It's okay. But you know what? I we'll talk about that in a yes. second. But let me let me continue. He is a creative entrepreneur with passions for photography, event production, design, curating, art making, and community building. Also known as the creative Couillon. See, I got that right. Oh, there you go. Nice. I got that right. Yes. We'll, we'll come back to that. Uh, Greg Williams Jr. is the artistic director of New Venture Theater and the founding executive director of Hoodoo House TV. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me uh, today for thank this. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right, Charles, let's let's go back to your name. Okay. Because, um, so, I'm originally from Opelousas. Yes. Sir. You're originally from New Iberia. I should know how to say your last name. I got Couillon right, mm-hmm. but you I got did. your last name wrong. It's all right. It just depends what side of the bayou you're from. Right. <laughs> but I always tell people it's just like S-H-O-M-P-I-N-E, just Sean Pine. Sean Pine. Sean Pine. Although it's spelled like champagne yes. to everyone else in the world, yes. but Sean Pine. You know, in, you know, in South Louisiana, we do say things differently. We do. Yeah. And so, it varies from family to family. Yeah, that is true. Parish to parish. Parish yeah, to parish, yes. Driving, like, even when I moved to Baton Rouge, I was very much surprised. Right. <laughs> Just a few miles away. Yes. Not not uh, a big big change there, big difference with the pronunciations. Um, and Greg, you you know, your name is just Greg. Right, I know. It's, like, <laughs> it's just Greg. But I have a junior, so it's fancy. Okay. Like I, I, junior. I, I always have junior. I'm like, Greg, hang let that junior make a little flash to it, make a little flare. <laughs> Flashy, I like that. Um, all right, guys. Uh, so the first question, and, and and Charles, I'll ask you this. Um, what does pride mean to you? Uh, to me, pride is just all about community. It's about uh, collaborating with your friends, um, seeing what everybody feels like needs to be said, uh, and coming up with a creative solution to have that conversation, mm-hmm. whether it's uh, within a small circle, the bigger outer circle, or whoever. We yeah. uh, feel like that conversation needs to be had with. Yeah. Um, it allows for conversation and just expression of whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. Yeah. And Greg, you're, you're, what's brought to you? Yeah, I think it, um, piggybacking that, I think it also has a lot to do with unity, but I also mm-hmm. think it kind of is almost through the lens of an idea of church or this communal event where we all come together and celebrate each other, check on each other, um, make sure that we know what each other needs are, make sure that we're all okay. And it just fuels us for another year to make sure we're moving forward. Mm-hmm. So um, to me, pride, especially by being in June, the middle of the year, it's kind of that revival that we need to keep moving forward. Kind of like a reset in the middle of the year. Yeah. Right? You, know. Because, you know, at the beginning of the year, you, you, you know, everybody has a New Year's resolution and they, yeah. you know, have these thoughts about, oh, I'm going to make this year better than the last. Um, and then kind of like at the midpoint, this is like a reset. Right. I mean, and that's expensive, which was like that little kid that maybe gets teased or, you know, uh, that queer child that that is really a loner. They have this one month that they really understand that there is a community for them mm-hmm. and we're able to kind of bring them in. Because I know pride for me is when my introduction of kind of LGBTQ plus family started. I was like, wait, what is this? Mm-hmm. It's not just me. I'm just not alone. So uh, I think that's what pride does for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you know, you just mentioned like the, a, a kid if they're seeing something, and you know now, pride's popularity has, you know, exacerbated through, you know, however you feel about it. But you know, you've got some networks now who, you know, they'll have on their um, logos or whatever they'll have the pride colors or whatever. And but you know, for a child. Who's seeing this and they may not have anyone who 
may have the same feelings as them, they're seeing that. And that's that visibility to to help them. And they kind of understand and figure themselves out. Because right. I always say this when so, you know, when you're a high school, when you're a senior in high school, uh, I feel like we always put pressure on seniors in high school because <laughs> yes. at that time, at 17 or 18 years old, you're being asked to figure out what you want to do for the rest of your life. And you don't even know who you are yet. Exactly. Uh, don't have a clue. Yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> none at all. Yeah. None at all. So, um, but yeah, that, that visibility, I think, um, and that, and that, that's for anything, you know, um, pride or any, um, history or historic thing or is, you know, moving forward. And I think, uh, one of the things with, you know, a lot of this, as we see people become allies in things, the pandemic played a huge role in that because people couldn't escape it anymore. Right. You were isolated. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I was really worried about just everyone during that time because we all were trying our best to just stay put. But I think we all thought, okay, two months, I could 15 months later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, to um, the midst of us all almost losing our minds. So I think this pride is more important than ever just mm-hmm. because, A, it's a chance for us to reconnect and how the hell are you? Right. Are you okay? Right. Not a lot of people had the opportunity to participate in a lot last last year. Right. So this year I noticed a nice hybrid of online events and in-person events. Mm-hmm. So it's been nice to see the resurgence of that. Yeah. And that hybrid thing is, you know, it's part of our society now. Absolutely. Who would have ever thought? But now, you know, it's it's interesting. I took part in a, a, a panel that was supposed to be in person, but then last minute it was turned into virtual. And mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, being able to have that um, – that backup plan for whatever reason, hybrid is there. Uh, like it or not, it's it's. I think it's here to stay. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. As long as we just kind of find the place for it. I, I was like, we right. Don't we're overdo human it. Beings, we need that connection. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, I'm I'm all about connection because being from South Louisiana, you know, we're huggers. We love to be around people. I'm just ready for festivals. We all know that this fall is going to be crazy festival season, but yes. <laughs> but I I look forward to it. Uh, and and speaking with that, you know, with festivals, you know, there are different forms of art that come with our festivals. That's just in our in our fabric in our culture here. Um, Charlie, for you, how has art helped you through navigating life? So for me, it was something that coincided with my queerness, just being creative mm-hmm. and artistic. Uh, growing up in New Iberia and just in the South in general, it's funny how a lot of the criticisms and a lot of the ridicule that you get for being you know, feminine, but you also get it for being creative and artsy. Uh, so it was funny because I always used to make a joke about my family having a bigger problem with me being an, a wannabe artist and creative person rather than being queer. Because it's, you know, cause a lot of people just don't see that as a successful career path or right. they don't see, you know, living the artist's life or a constant struggle or always having to deal you with need stability. Re- exactly. So for me, when I moved to Baton Rouge and I went to LSU and I started meeting more people and opening myself up and finding all these nice little communities and meeting with queer friends and artists and getting to know them and diving into that. And pride was a way to join in on that. You know, I reached out with a few friends of mine who worked with Baton Rouge Pride at the time, and we got together and started an arts market with Baton Rouge Pride and just, like, incorporating 
new things into the, bringing things new into the community here mm-hmm. and allowing those opportunities for other people in the community to join in mm-hmm. like talking about kids in high school and families like my favorite thing to do for pride was just kind of sit back and watch and see all the families come in and all the kids from high school right. and just run around in their pride flags and they're putting paint all over their face and so I like that because every Pride I get excited and I get to dive into the art world and dive and work with and collaborate with other queer artists and we can all just have a good time. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, events past with the Arts Council too, we would come together for Pride Month and sometimes do a Pride Month showcase and interact with different perspectives and disciplines for art, whether it's painting and dancing and writing. And so I like that. Yeah. It allows It allows me to learn more about my own community and also learn more about myself in the process. Yeah, and that collaboration yes, too. Yes, collaboration is key. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Greg, for you, I know you, you know, with, with everything you've done in the theater world, it's a, collaboration is massive. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and I think art is where flavor lies for life. Um, it kind of gives us a reason to get up in the morning. I mean, if you think about it for mm-hmm. Pride, just the in, absolute enjoyment of a hysterical drag queen hosting an event. Um <laughs> The joy that that brings. And then Which you, I have to say, and not to cut you off, no, yeah. I have to say that I have learned that that in itself is an extreme talent. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You know, um, and I, I guess because, you know, we now have shows like RuPaul's Drag Race, which has won an Emmy the last seven years or something like that. And right. Who would have thought something <laughs> like that? But it really put that on, you know, um, in people's minds of like how – these people, are, it's their craft. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's another form of art. Well, and the interesting thing is, like, um, I don't want to say everyone's age, but I think we come from that, like, pre-generation of pride not being this sexy mm-hmm. um, branding thing for companies to do. Like, it, it amazes me when I drive down the highway and the billboards of just all these companies saying, yay, pride. I'm like, when did this happen? Like (laughs) growing up, I had to walk past everyone holding the signs with the megaphones um, at times fearful for my life. So what a joy it is to have a place where these people can um, understand their queerness and see where you fit in on the spectrum and don't feel like society has to put you in a box. You don't have to Mm -hmm. just be masculine and gay. There's this whole beautiful spectrum of it that you could play around with until you find out where you land. Right. And that's why I talk about like the flavors of pride and just uh, what art can do. It gives us the ability to create conversations. It gives us the ability to internalize our thoughts and to question ourselves without mm-hmm. necessarily making it personal because it's on the stage. It's on the frame. It's in the song. Um, so, you know, art is magic. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah. I appreciate it. And I always say, you know, the art world is uh, full of trendsetters. And with, you know, sometimes things will pop up in the art world or from artists and people may not get it immediately, but give it some time and everybody will fall in line. And then you'll see these other um, parts of society or industry pick up on it and do the same thing. They may be a little late, but right. <laughs> but it's, it's you know, better late than never. Is, yeah. There's that. definitely progress. Yeah. Um, Charlie, for you and, and seeing this um, and, and using your eye for art, how has your art changed over, you know, a period of time? Um, I would say it's it's been a struggle with uh, finding my own 
expression with art because I'm one that has always observed. And with photography, for example, uh, photojournalism, I love tremendously Mm -hmm. because it allows me to show up to places and kind of like be a wallflower and observe and learn while also being in it. And, you know, taking pictures of drag queens performing, taking pictures of dancers dancing, performers performing, doing all these things and being able to capture that, their magic, capturing their magic and sharing it with the community, being like, look, look at this beautiful specimen that I got to hang out with or be a part of or look at this event. Look at that. Like, I like the shareability aspect of it. um, But during the pandemic, it has definitely challenged me um, and restricted me because it's I've been kind of by myself, you know, and asking myself, what does my own story look like mm-hmm. and how uh, so that's one thing I'm actually working on myself currently uh, so I haven't figured that out yet I've kind of in the past just been working with other people and helping capture their stories and their expression and what you know their life looks like but as far as my own interpretation of it and telling my story I'm actually currently still working on that well you you found yourself on a new journey yes exactly yeah. I'm kind of like asking myself these questions now like mm-hmm. what does that look like how do I want to tell this story uh, and who do I want to help me with that story? Well, I'm interested to see what happens next in this journey. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Oh, uh, and, and Greg, for you, how how ha- how has things or how have things changed in for for you when it comes to art? Yeah, um, the pandemic has really taught me as an artist, you got to take care of yourself a little more. Yeah, uh, I think as artists, we our minds we don't sleep, we don't stop, and we think we need to do everything. Uh, but I realize there are certain things given to you and there's certain things that maybe ego may play into. And so I've really been uh, <laughs> taking these 15 months <laughs> and understanding what the universe is bringing to me as a gift to give to the world. Because mm-hmm. um, I don't take any of these talents or these collaborations or these networks that I have for granted. Um, and so I've been able to, I'm writing again, uh, things feel very pure and I love it even as an artist. Sometimes you get a little scared about what, what you're creating because there's such a vulnerability in it. Mm-hmm. But you know that it's for somebody else. It's for a purpose. And and I've really been enjoying that side, you know, with Grits, Gays Raised in the South, the web series. Uh, I was a I theater director. I did not director. know it stood for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, you yeah you, you did theater, and yeah, now I was a theater director, and and during the pandemic, I jumped into film because I just had this impulse that um, black gay men needed stories that actually represented them in the South, mm-hmm. and so uh, we were able to launch that, and it scared the living daylights out of me because I was directing Little Shop of Horrors, Aida. Um, now I'm doing grits, gays, raising in the South, <laughs> but it's been such a fulfillment and such a joy, and so I think I've learned to listen to the universe more, listen to God more, and allow what is given to me to be given back the way it's supposed to. Yeah, and that's a great transition because I wanted to ask you about you making that pivot and talking about Hoodoo House TV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I, I am a very big believer in representation, and I always believe if we can expand this artistic landscape, let's expand it. And so um, I found myself complaining. I was like, I I don't see a Southern black gay voice anywhere. And one day I just told myself, then write it, do it, Uh, which I've always been a big believer. If you find yourself complaining about something, maybe it's for you to do. Right. And the second I started the process, 
everything fell into place. I found myself with cinematographers, uh, wardrobe persons, people, um, everything I needed. And then the community that came on board to act in the piece and editors where I lacked, um, people just kind of fell into place. And it took us seven long months to do season one, but what a beautiful, beautiful process it has been. And it was great to kind of be challenged because, you know, I've been doing theater for over 20 years. Um, it's always good to kind of be thrown in the pool and learn to swim all over again. Mm-hmm. And know you survive and you're that much better for it. So, yeah. and, your, and your breaststroke is better. It is. <laughs> I got a mean backstroke too now. <laughs> and that's good to know that, you know, you were able to make that pivot. Um, and like you said, you didn't see something so you created it. Why not? Right. You know? Do it. Mm-hmm. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. Right. That's what I like to say. Uh, we, we, we're, our, our, you know, this thing, I, I, I love this conversation. I love, I love having conversations with people, period. But the time always goes by so fast. Um, we still have a little time left. And I just wanted to get just the last couple of words. Charlie, for you, if you, what would be three words you would tell yourself your yourself 10 years ago from what you know now trust the process okay trust the process because just like greg mentioned earlier with finding yourself with a dilemma frustrated that you want to do something about it that it's not out there and all of a sudden looking at yourself in the mirror and realizing or having people luckily around you that remind you you are capable of providing this mm-hmm. you know that that's why you are here and trust that process of what that looks like. Allow yourself to fail, allow yourself to learn, and be patient with yourself. Yeah. So trust the process. Trust the process. I like that. Greg, what would you say? Uh, same thing, but I would also say tables where I don't, uh, where I want to sit and I don't see a seat, bring a chair. Bring a chair. Bring a chair. Trust and, the process and bring a chair. I like that. And make that space. Mm-hmm. Make the space. Yeah. Well, and, and I think both of you are doing those things. Yeah. You know, you're trusting the process, you're on your new journey, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you pulled up a chair. Hey, yeah. Make it happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Thank you guys uh for taking the time to do this. It, it's been really a great conversation and I can't wait to see what's next from you guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to AC23. I'm your host Dion Guillory. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>